podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It's the second half of the season, and we can't read the fixture list. It's today, Trippers. Today's show is brought to you later in the week, primarily because Phil and I can't decipher the fixtures and we thought this would be a Chelsea review. That, however, is next week and we've both signed up for a remedial course in calendar reading. This week, we plan to glance back the latest Premier League win over Sunderland, preview the fixture against Aston Villa on Saturday and spend a considerable amount of time engaging with the topics sent in by our listeners for Trippers Chats. I'm Trev Downey and joining me to tick all the above boxes are Dave Thomas, Paul Brennan, Stephen Daly and Phil Casey. Okay, uh, let's start our general chat, an awful lot of which has been suggested by um, listeners uh, who sent in tweets. And we're going to begin by looking back at the most recent game um, and putting it in perspective. So having defeated Sunderland at their place, Liverpool are now unbeaten in seven fixtures. Um, One loss across 13 in all competitions, with a caveat that there's been too many draws. So Brendan Rodgers off-repeated mantra about how his sides tend to come good in the second half of the season's seems to have some merit. Would you agree with that, Phil? I don't know. It'll tell us at the end of the second half of this season. Yeah, I think it, it's something easy to throw out because we've had two good second half of the seasons. Mm. Swansea had a decent second half of the season uh, in his last season there. and I think they had a decent run into the, to the playoffs as well. So, What, <coughs> what about the run, in, in, the run I've mentioned there? The, the fact that we've only, like, uh, only lost one in 13 or whatever. The second half of the seasons tend to depend again on injuries as, as you go into a, the back end if we lose storage after a week or he gets injured again and he's gone mm. for another three months we're still going to be in the same shape as we are at this moment in time. but he hasn't been there now and we seem to be building something is yeah, that fair? yeah but we're still like we're still everyone was saying it on, on Saturday if we play Sunderland this time last year but or we play with storage we win that game 3 or 4 nil. Mm. we got 1 nil. we could have easily that Johnson shot could have easily gone in and it would have been another draw you know what I mean When if you're not scoring freely Against, and I, to be honest with you, I thought Sunderland was possibly one of the worst teams we've played all season. I, like a, a terrible performance. Absolutely awful. But anyway, 
<clears throat> you know, let's hope it is. Mm. I, I, but I, I hate sort of people relying on, oh, we're always better in the second half. Oh, that's of the nonsense, clearly. You yeah. know what I mean? Paul, is that fair that we, we, there does seem to be some momentum building in terms of results, getting a few points on the board, making progress in the Cups that might back up that idea? Or is it just coincidental? No, yeah, I think performances. I think, you, obviously, since we changed the formation, like I think attacking-wise, we've looked a lot better. And I think, I think yeah, that defensively, we were okay against Sunderland. And um, what's going to... Yeah, momentum-wise, we do. We, we have picked... We haven't had a run like this, basically, all season. Only one loss in 13. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I, do, I do think that Rogers does have a point with his teams finishing better. And he says that... He, he said last season that he sets his teams up condition-wise, like the conditioning that they do in pre-season, that it is geared towards having a better second half of the season. So hopefully it does come true again. I think I think it could, especially with the players we have coming back soon. Okay. Uh, well, I suppose... Like, like Glenson. Yeah, exactly. Glenn Johnson, put him in there. Lover, Lovren, Lovren, he's got a few minutes under his belt. Throw him back in as well. He's ready to come back in. For fuck's looking sake. Forward to Brenda looking forward to it. checked. Glenn Johnson is one of the ones he's looking forward to coming back. But anyway. did, you see, did you see that article with Lovren's Kinder Surprise? <laughs> Lovren's Splendid. Kinder Surprise. He has a collection of Kinder Surprise toys. <laughs> not, that, not that this is a surprise at all, really, but like, he does have is a this big... Is a joke? No, 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 this no, is no. no. It was a in the Echo on. as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yes, hundreds of them, and you've got to think about who, who's in charge of his PR. <laughs> <laughs> Someone sat down and said, "Do you know, you know what's going really good? This guy yeah. has such a great relationship with the fans. They're just going to love this cookie side." <laughs> 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 Mm-hmm. Surely that's too much chocolate for a professional athlete. <laughs> well. It probably explains the mad fucking running after Rushes. every single ball. Sugar balls! Start cracking open, there's a toy inside. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe Christ. that's what he's been doing, was, you know, people were whipping crosses into the box. He's there trying to put a head on a p- Mr. Pot- <laughs> tiny Mr. Potato head, man. <laughs> no. Um, did they they have- any chance? Oh, sorry, sorry, lads. Just got a new toy. I can't slide on my right side. That's where my kinder is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like your man from Cool Runnings. <laughs> Lucky egg. <laughs> right, that, that's, that was uh, disturbing. Um, Steve, t- talking about something that apparently Dejan is supposed to contribute to, which is the defence. Um, one characteristic that's been uh, constant of Rogers' um, tenure has been changes in style and formation. And now we've seen this back three emerged with Emre Chan on one side Mamadou Sacco on the other side um, either side of, of new contract <coughs> by Martin Skirtle Big Marto Big Marto uh, is our defence approaching levels of acceptability? Acceptability possibly um, I suppose they, they have looked reasonable in the last few games with those three there but um Actually, Toure was in for some of them as well, wasn't he? But um, but I suppose I don't know. I, like I'm I'm so dejected when it comes to our defence this season. Mm. But I shouldn't be because we always concede goals. I'm dejected this season with our defence because we don't have the goals going in up the other end. Which two things: one, which masks the the goals we're conceding, and two, if you're not scoring your chances, it's giving the opposition impetus to come down and attack you. Well, talk so. to me about those three in particular. Uh, the, 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 I'm delighted, with, I'm delighted to see, see Chan actually yeah. getting some game time, and Sacco. <coughs> and you Sacco know, okay. We've called for Sacco all season long. We thought there was a there was an issue there from from personality point of view or a relationship point of view between him and Rodgers. Don't know whether there is or there isn't, mm-hmm. but he's getting game time now, which has been enforced through injuries. 
you know, as we've all probably agreed at some point or another, our best form came last season because of enforced injuries. And thanks to uh, Phil's voodoo dolls. Um, no, which it's, it's, it's Andy's, Andy's, in- injury, Andy's injury machine. Andy's injury machine. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Okay, okay. Well, Andy, Andy's injury machine has worked a treat in the last few weeks. <laughs> it has to be said. Um, so, so uh, no, but like, I'm delighted to see Sacco getting some game time. Mm. And I'm delighted to see Chan getting some game time. It's not where I'd like to see him playing. But you know he needs he needs minutes under the belt. We spoke about how he looked rusty when he was on and and maybe carrying a few pounds extra. So if he's getting games, then That's we can't have. Well, it's it's beneficial yeah. and he looks comfortable enough there. So Dave, would you would you concur? Is this what we want to see? These three people in particular are they the best that we have in this system? Uh, well, if you're playing three at the back, probably. Although I mean, look, I think if we were all picking our everyone's fit, who would you play? You'd probably play Toure ahead of. Skirtle. Skirtle. Yeah. Uh, mm. I think most people would. Um, I think Emery, Jean, or the, the idea of playing uh, the right side of that three as a bit of a ball player, I think has been something. To be fair to Rodgers, he could have just gone with a, flat, a more flat back three. I think that is something that he has innovated and we should give him credit for things that he does do rather mm. than things that are kind of forced upon him. Um, I think that the real surprise for me and I say it as a, as a surprise because I've never really been as mad about him as everyone has been has been Sacco for me I think that he's he's actually really grown in stature over the last few games his passing is very good I think that he's I mean I, I think that we, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago that if you look at the mistakes Moreno has made all during his time playing with Liverpool it's always come when he's played with Lovren on that left hand side and suddenly you put Sacco next to him and he looks a different player mm-hmm. we're not conceding ground on that left hand side anymore and I think that you know Sacco Moreno um, Jean and Markovic you know those two combinations should be what, what should be now our first choice uh our first choice defence or midfield, whatever you want to look at it. And then Skirtle, look, Rogers loves Skirtle. And, you know, I actually think he's looked pretty good in the last few games playing where he's played because for two reasons. One, he is less inclined to grapple with someone because he tends to be the free centre half. So he's not not giving away stupid free kicks. And because he's kind of the the sweeper, if you like, he's not having to be proactive and make stupid tackles on the end of the on the edge of the box like him and Lucas and like we saw from Lovren when Lovren <coughs> came on. So I actually think the three of them are working really well. But Jean and Sarko have elevated you know, elevated that that unit into a really strong unit. And I think that the other thing I would say is Chelsea and Southampton aside, nobody can defend. Like, you know, Spurs have conceded more goals than we've conceded this, at this point now. You know, so, they, mm. you know, some of our rivals, if you look at Everton, I think Everton have conceded more goals than we've conceded. So, you know, outside of two really good defensive units, the the standard of defending in the league is really poor. Mm. And we're just... That's the story of, of the season, though, yeah, isn't exactly, it? And, yeah. and it's no consolation, really, that we're as bad as everybody no, else. No, being bad as everyone else, particularly yeah. when we haven't... I mean, you know, I, I saw on Twitter the boxing analogy, you know, we've got a glass jaw and no knockout punch, you know, mm. so we concede really easily. <laughs> Killer combo, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, yeah. that's an Amir Khan, yeah. <laughs> you know, combination, yeah. I think someone described it. Uh, Phil, did you want to talk about this or we, can we move on to our, the, the little bit in front of that now with our first contribution from uh, from one of our listeners? Did you want to talk about the defence? Um, the only thing, the one bit that's impressed me about the back three is the way Chan has played as, as a centre back. Hmm. So the lads have touched on, you know, he steps in 
I suppose when you're playing that way and you want you want ball playing centre backs, both himself and Saka have been very good at stepping into midfield and carrying the ball in. So they become effectively in possession an auxiliary midfielder. And if if you look at like even the chance that that's created for Barini um, against Sunderland, you know Chan picks it up at the edge of the 18 yard box. Strides into midfield, looks up, picks a pass, and plays it perfectly. If we go back to the previous game, and it was, it was Sacco's pass that that set up the the I think it was the Moreno goal or the initial yeah. the, the Moreno goal in, in the other game. And <clears throat> if you have the other two in there, you know what I mean. Like if if, if you put put Lovren back in, you don't get that. Yeah, he, you know what I mean. He was, he was. We, we were sold him as as this ball playing centre back. But when you actually see ball playing centre backs, the difference between them, that they're able to pick a pass. That it's not just a fifty yard attempted cross for your ball all the time. They know when to, you know, use the ball recycling, and and it's not just aimless recycling across the back tree. You know, if they go to the other side, it's because they feel that Chan or, or Saka will step in and, yeah. and create something and get us torn mm. and get us going again, and. I suppose, you know, I know we'll get onto it later, but you know, it's helped out because they become auxiliary midfielders in effect. So even if it breaks down quickly in the centre midfield, they're already pushed high to step in and, and, and be able to press the ball. And overall, it aids our pressing game because we're able to move up the pitch more. We aren't as we aren't as spaced. It saves out. your midfield having to drop yeah. back and come onto the lip of the centre half as yeah. well, which is mm. happening even with Lucas or Jared, whoever. Yeah. When when Toure and and save Toure skirtle Lovren there. One of those is having to come back and to take drop that in, ball, take the ball because you're not going to. I think I think we much. have to be be fair though. Like as good as Chan has been in certain aspects, he has been roasted a fair few times. He has been caught out of position and and being skinned on. But, on, but he's, on he's, a, he's a twenty year old midfielder. Absolutely, playing absolutely, so. and that's what I'm saying. So, but we can't. It can't all be you know happiness no, and not, sunshine. There is there is flaws there that that better. No, well, there, <laughs> better teams would expose that. You know what I mean? He makes the mistakes that he's made against mm. worse teams, and you'll be punished. Well, with there them. is but something I, I, in that in that we haven't. I mean, across this thirteen game run, we've played two effective attacking units, Arsenal and United, and they put five goals past us. So yeah. there is an argument yeah. that actually we should be unbeaten in seven, and we should be one defeat in thirteen, given our fixture list. What I would say, I, I think every centre half gets. Burnt though, right? I mean, at some, yeah, no, at some stage do, in a game, if you watch him close, he just enough. seems to be eager to come into the. He seems to be a little bit tactically. No, sorry, I won't say tactically naive because that's one thing he's not. He seems to maybe be a little bit too eager. Yeah. yeah, a little bit too eager to come and attack that ball rather than maybe giving that attacker half a yard to take. But I actually think that's an instruction thing because so it, like and, and it goes back behind to him. behind him. And if you, so. if, if you go back to when Lovren comes on, Lovren attempts to play like that. Yeah, yeah, but gets done, and, and that's, he, that's how he attempts gets. to play in many ways. <laughs> what, what, what Chan is very smart when he's doing that is that he doesn't co- he doesn't commit himself into a sliding tackle. Or something no, he like doesn't that. commit himself to be booked. Uh, yeah. he gives himself the chance to recover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I will give exactly. him that. I will give him. That. And you see him turn, and he is chasing. Yeah. you know that player straight away. Or if 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 if, if he's torn, Skirtle seems to have the awareness to come out. Yeah. and then he's going into filling. If in, it's in an instruction thing, thing, then he can't be blamed for it. That's yeah. what he's being I think asked to do. By one of the positives as well is that like he he played better I thought against Sunderland than he probably did in the previous two games yeah. Where, especially against Wimbledon a lot came down him and Mankio's flank Mankio usually is one of our most solid players but yeah. I thought a lot came down their flank and I was kind of wondering like is Chan kind of slipping here you know he's, he is young yeah. he's playing in a position he's not used to is he going like, to suffer some like confidence wise but I thought he looked better like, a, lot, a lot better against Sunderland you know sometimes you, you see a player and they have a game and you go oh, this game is either going to it's either going to knock him yeah. or he's going to come back from mm. this. And I, I, I was impressed that he came back from it because mm. I think he could have, 
after the Wimbledon game, I think he could have gone for the game. I, I actually thought with the Wimbledon game, I thought he had a poor first half. I thought he improved he did come massively in, yeah. in the second half because yeah. it was like what you said. He he sort of said, "Oh shit, I was going in way too much. I was committing yeah. over committing myself." Remember his position changed as well in yeah. the second. Let's half Let's be honest you know? as well. Aston Villa did him a lot of favours. Or sorry, um, Sunderland, Sunderland did him a lot of favours by not attempting by never to pressing ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, one way or the other, whatever we do um, and defensively, we're going to have to worry about putting some goals away as you boys have all flagged up earlier on um, and one of the things that I wanted to look at next was basically the shape of the team ahead of that back three assuming that that stays in situ and we had a, uh, a suggestion in from uh, Simon Brundish as to what do we think is our best formation once we have all our players back um, how do we see the, sh- the, the shape of the team in front of that three and assuming that that three remains uh, and what's the best way for that to work um, see, that's, that, I think that's a, a very interesting question because going back to what we've just been talking about we're saying we're automatically assuming it's a, it's a back three yeah well that's in fairness that's my assumption yeah. that's, I, I, I realise I'm, I'm doing that as an editorial thing I don't, I don't know if, if, if it's a back three hmm. I don't know if that's as, I think that's something that we've done to get obviously the perceived best positions for our best players yeah. um, on it do you know what I mean hmm. so I just don't know I, I don't know I think if we have everyone fit I think you're potentially looking at a diamond again Going back to you know to, to what we were best at last season, if you, if you want to talk about recapturing that type of form as, as a real attacking force, it's potentially a diamond. That's a real worry in terms of who's going to make up the back four then. Is it, well, it do, okay, look, it, we're, this is hypothetical in terms of who would we see as our best formation with all our players back. Right? Yeah. So you, for me, the back four would, would be um, Mankeo, um Skirtle is the likely one to play, so we just, we'll accept that he's there. Right? And Sacco. Sacco. And Moreno, and then I'd have I'd have uh, Chan as the as the bottom of the diamond, with um, Allen and Henderson flanking on either side, and then I'd have um, at the top you'd have Coutinho, Coutinho, and then I'd actually play Gerard and Sturridge and uh, at the very top of it. Yes, yeah. See, I, I mean, I I disagree slightly in that I actually think this formation suits the major the the most of our players. So I would I think this formation actually actually works. If we were going to a four, I would long you know, in the medium term, I think it's really difficult to go and buy a really good centre half. So I would develop Emre Jean for the next two years to play centre half. And I'd play him next to Sarkos. In the meantime, I'd play him in that three, I'd continue to play him there. And then I think the two in the midfield, because you've got that three, we always get killed in midfield. So as long as you're not playing Gerard and Lucas. I mean, any other combination of midfield in there, as long, uh, with some version of legs, either Henderson or Allen's legs, I think that works. Oh, to, go, to go to Simon's question, who is your two? Who would you go? Well, for, for? me, I'd play Allen and Henderson. Yeah, would be my two. Yeah, um, if, if you're playing Chan as a centre back, if you're playing Chan, yeah. so I'm, I'm assuming those three at the back. I would play Markovic as um, the right wing back. Moreno as the left wing back. I'd play uh, Henderson and Allen. In the middle, mm-hmm. and then I think you've got options then at the at the at the front. And you know, Coutinho, Sterling, and Sturridge is probably yeah. what you'd end up with. <laughs> so Jared doesn't get in my team, <clears throat> if I'm being perfectly honest. I, I, get I, yeah, I suppose the only thing is right, and I'm, I'm sort of trying to yeah, I'm, I'm trying to fit players in who I think that would start regardless of what. Yeah, happens, no, I know what right? you're doing. So yeah, it's yeah. like you know, no matter what we say, uh, I, I, I Gerard wouldn't be like Gerard wouldn't be my preferred eleven. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. 
but he will be in the eleven that plays. So how yeah. do you how do you build a team shape that's going to get the best out of him? And I think the Sunderland game of all the things showed once you don't have him in his, in our own half, he's best positioned in there in the opposition's half. Yeah. And if you let him float the way he did against Sunderland, he was causing a lot more damage just floating and not having a defensive responsibility than if you have it. And again, I still think outside of storage, he's the best finisher we have in the club. Mm. So keep him up there. You know, if you if you can get him into space and get him on the end of chances, he'll score goals. The, the women game is a great example. He's in there. He's winning the header. That's where you would have expected Lambert, who you know who who was signed as a goal scorer, to be getting on the end of it. He was he wasn't even making the same movements. And this is a guy who's 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 truly an attacking midfielder, and he's not a centre midfielder or a defensive midfielder in his mm. nature. I think what's interesting is for all the clamour to play front two or whatever, nobody's going to put Lambert to Balotelli in the starting eleven. Mm. Like they just. They just don't fit the way whether we play the diamond or whether we play um, the three four three or the four three three or whatever we end up uh, playing. I just don't see uh, Lambert or Balotelli fitting into that system. And I think, but when Balotelli came on uh, against Sunderland, he did two things. Right, he allowed the defense to drop their defense dropped even more because they got a little more nervous about him. But apart from that, you know, he wasn't particularly effective. And mm. we, you know, so for me. You know, Sturridge, Sterling, Coutinho, the front three, any combination of Henderson, Allen, Gerard, Lucas, but not let Gerard and Lucas together. Once, once we don't go to the four-two-three-one exactly. and play Sturridge as a lone striker, it didn't work against Southampton. There's, there's this idea that if Sturridge comes back, you play Coutinho, Sterling, and Markovic, let's say, behind him, and you put Gerard back in the centre midfield, or you play Gerard in that three behind him, or whatever. Yeah, that will not work. It didn't work against Southampton, mm. right? It's 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 really only worked or sort of worked when Suarez was there because Suarez isn't a natural number, number nine. nine in terms he was dropping in why won't it work I, I, I don't think we have the players that suit that okay. side I simply don't the I midfield's think, I, not good enough the midfield isn't good enough mm-hmm. uh, well, you, could pro- you can play a two in the, in that in, if you're playing Henderson and Chan but I don't think the, I don't think the three the, the three narrow suit the, 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 the players that we have I think Sterling is better if he's up if he's really far up the pitch either pressing teams back or playing off the shoulder storage or sort of in, 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 in two as a central forward I think Coutinho likes to float so if you pin him to say playing the left hand side or playing on the right hand side or playing mm. through the centre you lose what, what's effective there and again I don't think Markovic that doesn't suit Markovic in my opinion anyway I think Markovic is better suited I think I think what he's what Markovic has benefited in playing the, the wing back role is that he's been able to come onto things. Exactly. So he's yeah. seen the pitch yeah. in front of him. Because he actually doesn't yet, because he's still building his game. He doesn't dribble past players. He doesn't get to the end of the 18 yard box and look to beat the man. He mm. doesn't do that a lot. He te- mm. He's still quite cautious, I think, in the final third. But what he's great at is carrying it, is moving us up the pitch. You know? <laughs> he's great at. Moving us through the middle third, fuck off. <laughs> Moving us through the middle third again. You know what he's not great at is you. You wouldn't necessarily want him at the end of the eighteen yard box and thinking he's going to beat the man and shoot because he's still a little cautious for that. So I completely agree. That's why he's got to play right wing back for me. That's his best position well, coming on to something. Well, look, that that, that works good well as a segue into the next piece that I want to look at. Paul, I'll start with you in this. Um, the lads have fl- uh, flagged up. Um, but Markovic and Coutinho under comments there and one of the most encouraging aspects of the recent form has been the, the form of the two boys um, how instrumental do you think they've been and will they be in any hopes that we have of any success this season whether it's a cup uh, win or, or, or an outside chance at, at top four um, talk about talk to me about as well how when Raheem Sterling was out you know 
those two guys, young guys, did step up a bit. Yeah, I think Markovic, his form has been, it's been a lovely surprise because the way he did, he did struggle at first. I don't think anyone was expecting him to come back into the team and immediately hit the ground running. So it is great that he, he's played that way, especially in a like a new position that we've asked him to play. Yeah. He's looked a lot more confident and he, like Dave said, he like he does get us up the pitch. Like yeah. you, you give him the ball and if, if there's like 50 yards in of space in front of him, he'll just eat it up. He'll just ru- run with the ball, and suddenly, like we're we're at the other end of the pitch, he's gotten us up the pitch. <laughs> but, uh, to be gonna, clear, yeah, he, but, he uh, definitely had a lot of moral commitment. Uh, <laughs> character. But they, us up the pitch there. <laughs> I think. I think like the real reason, one of the real reasons that three four three has worked has been the fact that it's freed Coutinho. So much of our play is just giving it into his feet mm. and he, tur- he like he turns people in midfield, he turns them on the halfway line, doesn't really matter where he is, he, he just glides past people mm. and suddenly we're, we're, their defence is backing off and we're running at them. So I think like, like he has been inconsistent on the whole, Coutinho, for, mm. for Liverpool and we've kind of said, like you know, he has a great game, you're kind of thinking, if he could do that every week and I think this has looked like the, the closest he has. Yeah. This is as close if he as wasn't to. the worst finisher at the club, he'd genuinely be a tremendous player. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, oh, if he, if he oh, just, if I've he never could. seen a man pass a ball to the keeper as many <laughs> I mean, times. Or oh, that 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 drag, drag, drag shot to drag. drag. If, he, if he just pretended the goal, you know that scene in Forest Gump where the whole stadium tells him to stop running. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I feel like the whole of the cops should hook when he goes to shoot. Go, no, no, to the right of the goal, everyone held up. Shoot here. But the worst, the worst thing is, he beats two players, and I feel like it would almost be easier for him to dribble through the whole defensive goalkeeper than to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, go, just, just go around just, the keeper just go every time. Yeah. <laughs> you're good at that bit. Yeah, 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 yeah you can do that bit. Don't shoot. Don't shoot the ball. Run over the line. Exactly. But like to be fair, Steve, to watch him these days, like it's a real treat. Like you know. Taking on players, confident you're confident he's going to go past is, them, and then there's a pass. Yeah, I'm wondering is that because we have a willing runner in behind the lines? But there's hardly any doubt about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you look at it, the forward line was so static earlier in yeah. the season. Mm-hmm. He's not. And two things happen. The, he, he, you know, the centre, the centre forwards don't make that run. Therefore, occupying the centre halves, giving him more space to do his thing in. That's mm-hmm. it. That that's his fifteen or twenty yards where he really operates. I know he can come in off the left, come in off the yeah. right, goes past people in his own half. Doesn't matter where he really operates, where he really excites us as a player is that um, thirty yard to fifteen yard from goal area but where it's really busy. Absolutely, and absolutely. It's not like he's isolating one player. No, no, he no. goes into the little narrow area and he comes out with the ball. It's he looks like somebody's watch. controlling him on FIFA. <laughs> that's definitely been a part of it you know and and that you know he's a confidence player you can always see that about him if he feels that people are making the runs from him he's get, he gets those few little you know sort of he goes past a player or two his head is up he's looking for it he wants yeah. that ball I think there's two ball. other things as well one is this, the change of system has helped him because mm. the wing backs occupy the, the full, defensive midfielders yeah, yeah. so the full backs and the defensive midfielders have to leave more space in midfield for Coutinho to come and get it the second thing is the movement there's the move of Gerrard out of the defensive midfield role mm. because Nobody's giving a ball to Gerard now. 
you give the ball to Coutinho. Coutinho's now the out ball. He's the ball. playmaker. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whereas when Gerrard was in the defensive midfield player, that's the ball that everyone was looking to give them. Yeah, and, and he was more than five, six times a season looking for that 70-yard pass rather right. than giving the ball into to somewhere that... Uh, this strange things are happening here. Um, yeah, give, rather than giving the ball to to uh, to an easy you know, exactly. an easy pass. And I think Gerard, when he's you know playing in the opposition half, it's less. I think the rest of the team is feels under less pressure to for, of him demanding the ball. Yeah, nice. because it's a tougher pass. You go well. Actually, I'm going to give it to Coutinho because you know he can run. So I'm going to give it to him, and he'll beat a couple of players. Yeah. Phil, talk to me a little bit about uh, our, our holiday, our holiday boy, uh, Raheem Sterling, who's been missing. Why? Well, should we ask Phil about uh, Markovic? I think we should. Uh, yes. Get Phil's. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been long a supporter of Lazar Markovic. <laughs> I, thought, I thought when we signed him, we were from, signing an absolute gem of a player from yeah. day one. Can you stop? <laughs> I've always. Can you stop gritting your teeth? The I listeners can't, can't, can't understand you. I can't believe how people doubted him. Imagine some people even I, said he was like a Stuart Down. Some I people, just don't know where they were getting yeah, that yeah, from. Yeah. I can't believe that some people, Phil, some people, <laughs> and I, I can't remember who said this, said that we should give Lazar Markovic, as in give him on a permanent transfer to Derby, to incentivize them to give George Knipe <laughs> back to us. <laughs> Man, Damo, Damo, when we get Damo in here, we're going to take him apart over that. Humble pie, I think you described on uh, Twitter, right? Um, I don't, look, Markovic has been, as, but I've, I've already said it because. And and credit to Rogers for doing it like that, and, and and he deserves credit for it by by not putting him into by giving him a, a run at, in the wing back position. And mm. you've got to say fair play to the player because the player could have just shrunk and, and not not stood up, but he did. And as you said, by giving him the chance to come on to things and be able to see what's in front of him and go and attack spaces where he feels he can, mm. he's been definitely served. And he's he, you can see he's a player with confidence. The the attempted volley. Oh, that was mm. fucking supreme. Mm. That was absolutely supreme. It was an absolute. Um, but he meant that. Like yeah. the, the oh, technique. Oh, it's it's so you know what I mean? He's so doing that on purpose. Yeah. He's yeah. shaping yeah. his body up to be able. So, to he's the only ball. player, apart from Sturridge in our squad. He's the only player who attempts something like that. Suarez yeah. would have attempted something like that yeah. when he was here. Mm. But that's what we uh, look. We got to be careful not to big him up too much. But we have missed that. Someone Cue who the was post like, Villa pod. I always said he was another Stuart Downey. <laughs> he was just like Stuart. <laughs> but we should. I mean, I, I think on Markovic, it'll be next season before we see anything near. See, th- his this, best. Th- th- this is the thing. I, you know. You hoped, you hope you would, right? But he's he's also got the novelty factor of the four season. Often t- players look better in the four season and struggle a wee bit in the second as teams become more familiar with what their skill set is, and they have to then go and sort of readjust themselves yeah. to, to, to how defence are playing at them, and then they come on. Sort of like Coutinho had a great impact initially, yeah, struggled then, a bit yeah. to, in the first half of last season, then improved massively in the second half of the season. Now we've put him back in the position that he's best in, and Coutinho looks great again. You yeah. know, up until this, he was there going, uh, uh, uh. and unless you're playing him as one of the midfielders in a diamond, or you're playing him as the way he is now which is effectively a free roll he just because yeah, he's not a number 10 continue. No. And, and we've got to stop trying to fit him into this 4-2-3-1 and saying you play in the number 10 because mm. he's not that player alright Thomas you've derailed my agenda sorry, quite sorry, enough sorry. fella which are, which are blatant of Casey there Here, what I was asking you about was Sterling uh, Sterling's going to return to the team I'm talking to you Egypt because uh, <laughs> I'm re- I'm he has a gun arrival you leave him alone <laughs> <laughs> 
He's not wearing his eye straighteners. T- toward, toward the glassy with who Translator's regeneration is a bit blind. One's looking at you, the other's look, the one, look, one eye's looking at you, the other's looking for you. Yeah. I'm crying on the inside now. You shower of shit. We wouldn't know because it's that far back. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming out your ears. Anyway. Raheem Sterling um, he's going to step in you'd imagine instead of Barini who was tremendous at the weekend uh-huh. um, <laughs> that's just for you Dave um, Phil uh, one a question in from Anton Raheem is he better as a 10 or a 9 or where do you think Raheem's best place is looking 9.5 to the forward <laughs> well, explain that role to me then. No, I think, I think if, if, if you're playing with three up front, be it a 4 3 3 or a 3 4 3, whatever way, if you're going to play with the three up front, uh, just get, allowing him and Coutinho to have those free wandering roles, that's, that's where he's best served. He can play yeah, as, as, as the central point in that attack, but it's not, when you play him there, he's not really a central point in the attack because you'll see him drift out wide and then one of the lads, who, one of the other two that's around him, will go inside. So even if, if say, say Gerard, Gerard is, is fit to play this weekend, if you're, play, if you're starting Gerard, you have Sterling and you have Coutinho, right? You've got three. Once Gerard isn't trying to come back and cover in midfield as well, he'll he'll be as equally happy moving into the central point and having Sterling and Coutinho drift out wide, and they will cause the most damage that way because you have our three most effective attacking trusts in the final third of the pitch mm. where they need to be and and looking for spaces and finding spaces where they can penetrate the, the other team's defence. So when you ask, I don't think th- I think you know he's shown that he's capable at, at playing the ten as well, but it's been so long since we played him in the 10 that you can only start to go on recent form and, and, and my, I think he's best at playing as, as one of these free Roman attackers that D- we have despite a very very disciplined job that he's done for the team like, yeah, and a mature job yeah. as well um, I think it's excellent that you can ask him to play three or four roles and at exactly. that age can actually yeah. you're not worried oh shit we're, we're shoehorning him in here we're shoehorning him in there whether you're playing him at the top of the diamond whether you're playing him in the 10 you're playing him in the 9 you know a wide forward doesn't matter you're, you're you're feeling, with, you play him at Wimbledon well, yeah, 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 to, you to be fair with Markovic and Chan he's therefore becoming one of those Brendan archetypal multifunctional players Yeah, you know and, and, and that's what he He's always said he wants to build his team around. Should we talk about Daniel Sturridge? I'm afraid to talk about Daniel yeah, Sturridge. Yeah, like I, I was just about to ask: Is he? Is it the weekend after next that he's? Due I back? don't. I don't think he'll be in the squad this week. I did, like, I given, given, so. given, there was a lot of talk on Twitter that he's not going to. If be. he's in the squad this weekend, I think it's merely just to get him back integrated with the lads, build up his, you know, just give him a pep in the step. I don't think I he's don't trained. He hasn't trained at all in terms of actually taking part in the team training. So I don't think he's going to make the squad. Right, okay. Uh, he might get I, in I read somewhere night then. When I read somewhere he's going to miss both Chelsea games. Is he? Yeah. Well, I don't mind. Because if, if we're going back to the idea of storage, like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Looking at the teams in front of us, and this is the completely disrespect the teams that are in front of us, right? With the exception of the, the Chelsea semi-finals, you'll be you, you should be able to go into the Villa match without storage and be confident in the way that we we've, we've created yeah. chances with with the mm. players around mm. that you can continue to do this. Mm. I know and what I mean. It's probably why you you want Gerard back in the the side for this game, in the sense of just a natural finisher. You know what I mean? If you're going to play. Coutinho, like I would, I would prefer to see Gerard Coutinho and 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 Sterling as the top three than Lambert or Balotelli at this moment in time. Yeah, yeah. you know, just, well, just I, say, I, I actually didn't think Balotelli was as bad as people <coughs> were making out when he came on. I thought he put himself. No, but he's, 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 like a lot of the time, he's, he's not. He's, but like at, at the same time, people were going over the top. Like I thought, Barini was was very poor. But what Barini, what Barini showed was that even if you, once you have somebody that's prepared to move willingness, around, yeah, to, to drag a defense around, yeah, the place. that 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 one, you need movement in that front three. Balotelli for that front three back to, to our hashtag line. movement. You know what I mean? Like at one point, I saw Balotelli further, further back than Lucas, and I just went, "What the fuck?" Yeah, but you know, I I know he's trying to get involved, and I'm not, I'm not slating him. I, I actually still, I only said to Andy the other day, I think 
he might still have seven or eight goals in really? him between now and the end of the season really? when Sturridge comes back. I yeah. think I think and I can only go on that Spurs match and it's mm. probably blind optimism as I and I often mock other people around <laughs> here with the, such things. Um <laughs> but, <Dave. laughs> but, uh, but no, I, it might be blind optimism, but yeah. I think Balotelli could actually have a part to play in our push for top four this season. Brilliant. See I don't I, I think he'll It's I, great that that's recorded. <laughs> I think he's been terrible. I, oh, he I has. I just I I I don't see where he fits in. I I, I, I was excited when we signed him. <clears throat> I thought I thought he's big, he's powerful. I thought if he applies himself, and that's the bit he's shown no evidence that he wants it. Wants it. Yeah, none no, at all. I agree with you. Yeah. And he is not a good enough player to build the team around. People are saying we haven't played him in the right system. We haven't played him. If in we the right resign Origi. He won't get a game no. between now and the end. He'll of the be season. gone. He'll be gone in January. I think. Okay, right. Look, speaking, of, we're we're dancing. Then around. that would fuck up my prediction if he was gone in January. <laughs> it's <laughs> unlikely he's going to score seven <laughs> between now and the end of January. That's the best reason I can think of. And if, and if <laughs> he scores shit of my prediction, if he scores seven or eight goals the, uh, by the end of January, he won't be, he won't be going anywhere. <laughs> uh, we're, we're we're dancing around the topic that we're going to come to next, which is the transfer window, which is uh, yeah. not even looming. It we're in it. Um, Steve so, was doing a cha cha. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's exciting stuff. Uh, look, you read the papers, you read, you go online. We're linked with these massively expensive Higuain types, a lot of uninspiring types, and there's a lot of talk about people going out on loan and stuff like that. Um, but it's seeming more and more real that there's going to be bugger all transfer activity uh, around Liverpool way. So we've a lot of questions coming in from people and, and suggestions coming in from people. So I want to talk with, uh, about them uh, kind of sequentially. We start with a simple one. Um, we have both Ryan and Phil. Uh, Ryan Berger and Phil Scrine from Twitter both talking about Asaidi and Ryan actually says somebody has given Liverpool money for Asaidi in fact we've made a profit I believe yep. can anyone explain this yep that Go is on. the epitome of a money ball so I don't yeah, yeah but, and, and, and it happens at different levels if you sign someone for 50 million and you sell them on at a profit that's exactly what you what you meant mm-hmm. to do because they they've developed so well. Suarez was another example. We, we bought Suarez, we yeah. bought him for twenty three million and we sold him on for sixty five. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know you're looking. How much at, did a CED go for? He went four point seven five. Right, so we've made two million quid on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so like, I I think he's I think he's worth four point five million all day long. To be honest, that's what I when we were talking earlier on the season about what we thought. I thought we'd get between four and five for him if you were to sell. But it's him. good to see it happen because yeah, so often great, it doesn't. Great, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. But I, I, I thought he was he was a he was a great player. Well, not. Great player, but he's a good player for Stoke last season. Yeah, and and he deserved he got a, a match for them at the, uh, in, in the against game. United. Yeah. yeah, he scored the winner. It's, he? it's an even better deal because transfer fees uh, depreciate over time. So actually, yeah. we sold, we bought him three seasons ago, mm-hmm. four, three, three, three yeah. for two million or whatever it was. He actually probably was on our books for nothing. Yeah. So actually, you know, in terms of the way FFP right and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. the right down, it's actually a four point seven five profit. And he's not a kid either. Well, so. it'll be it'll be the two point whatever broken down by whatever amount of years yeah. the contract yeah. is. Well, yeah, that's absolutely. all very exciting, lads. But hang on, Stoke, we're going to give us six million. <laughs> <laughs> six million. I know. Yes. What happened? He wouldn't go. They like Barini. They couldn't, they couldn't agree because li- are we too long? nice to players? He should call a few more players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as deals go. We got money from. 
Yeah, it's a good deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was never getting. We listen, he clearly wasn't wanted by Rogers, and yeah. I, I, I think he deserved a chance ahead of Victor Moses. I don't know why we signed Moses on loan and and sent him out. Yeah. To be perfectly honest with you, mm. I think he would have actually been a more direct and better option, or as good. Um, but we've made two and a half. He might have scored against Crystal Palace. <laughs> I actually From think we're pretty good at empty goal. selling players. Actually, on the whole, like you know, I think if you look at the, <laughs> you are the only Liverpool fan <laughs> who thinks we're good <laughs> at selling players. I, I we were great at selling Macquilani. Like you know. We've, we're had two, we've, had two players, we've had two players who we've really not wanted to sell but had to in Torres and Suarez that even rhymes and mm-hmm. then you've got like who else who else would you say who have we sold but they can't anyone else no but that's, that's not it. the way it works that's no, not being I, really that's I, I get your point in terms when it came to cleaning out the, the Kenny era we did well there. Like oh, we're very good. Yeah, Seven that we had a decade. What you're saying is we're very, we're we're very, very good at selling players for half the price we paid. For <laughs> yeah. I'd be a fucking great car salesman if I started selling Ferraris for fifty grand rather than the list price of a hundred thousand. Anybody want a Ferrari half price? Would yeah. you have paid seventeen million for Andy Carroll? Nineteen million, but then again, so I wouldn't, have, million I wouldn't have been the dickhead that paid thirty-five million. Well, he was free. Yeah, remember? Yeah, he was free because we sold Torres. Because we did such a good job selling Torres. Minus fifteen million, actually. So, oh no, we made it. We got six million for John Joe Shelby. That's, that, that was decent actually. Oh, we got one point five. We paid one point five million. So for we've really just six been, We've just been poor with selling the players that we signed under the committee. Mm. Uh, we couldn't. Well, who have we sold that we bought under the committee? Exactly. Yeah. Who have so, we loaned? Well, we've the loaned committee. them all out. Yeah. Nearly everyone. <laughs> 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 we I think the committee's been loaned out at this stage. But you, <laughs> you know, you know, deliberately follows on from that. Yes, okay, maybe we are showing some sort of skill when it goes to selling players. But are we ever bring in? Have we ever bringing in players? of at least an equivalent, or more to the point, imagine, better standard than the ones who go out. No, we are not. With the exception of the Torres Suarez sort of movement, that's it. Can you think, tell well, we me br- one. We brought Moreno in one. for Enrique. And the truth is, we Trev, didn't though. The, the we truth is, is Enrique the still there, stinking the fucking <laughs> gap. <laughs> still and, and, you, you know, but you're saying who we brought in that's better than the ones that are there. Well, yeah, Sacco's better than Aga, right? Sacco's but he's still there as well. Yeah, no, Sacco was brought in a year before Agar went. You right. can't say that was a like That's for what like. I'm talking about. So well, who, we who, brought who, in who Ricky Lambert for Suarez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let that go hey, through your head. That's not fair. <laughs> Time's going to tell him for Suarez. <laughs> Time's going to tell on that one. We brought Balotelli in for Lambert. Personally, I think the club are poor at shifting players they don't want. Um, for whatever reason that is I think the, the as I say the two big players that they lost they didn't want to lose them they they had to sell them but yep. they didn't want they weren't out touting them around yep. um, and therefore the players that they have wanted to shift they don't seem to be capable of, capable of it that comes down to your, your managing director or your chief executive to get that done <laughs> another one that's come in it's sl- slightly slightly uh, uh, advancing the topic that we're on here we're reading these things, whether they're fictional or not, about some of the big name players. We, we, there was a whole Shakiri thing, and now there's uh, Higuain and all the rest of it. Um, people are reading this, an awful lot of people are believing this stuff. Will there come a time, asks Alex, uh, uh, when Liverpool. Who's believing the Higuain lot, story? Uh, clear, clearly, people are. When people will, when Liverpool will buy. Send their names in the triple chance. We <laughs> We're not signing Higuain for you're, fuck's you're, sake. you're getting dangerously close to your Christmas mood there, relax. <laughs> 
phone, Angry Dave. Which was edited out for your for your protection. Will there come a time as Alex when Liverpool will buy established stars, or should we now get used to signing potential? Is that the new way? Is the question from Alex? I think that's a valid one. But it's not a new way. We've never signed established stars. Who was the last established star we signed? John Barnes. So we never signed established. I know we, we signed <laughs> we signed established players in in the nineties. I'm joking, yeah, but like it's it's a long time back. Who? You have to go back. Paul Stewart. <coughs> He's an established. Star. He was an established star yeah. at the time. Paul Stewart is the equivalent of a signing in Lallana, which you've made that point a million times. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if that's an established star, as in a you he know a top player in, was in the Premier League, then we uh, no. Make. I mean, uh, you can't say Lallana was an established. Nigel star. Clough one, one decent season in the Premiership. Nigel, Nigel Clough is Nigel Clough is Stan Collymore is then Lallana is. Stan Collymore. Stan Collymore had one good season with Forrest before we signed him. That's not an established star. That's not buying a pl- like an established star is going out and spunking money on Fernando, per- Fernando per- Torres. Per- uh, Fernando Suarez Torres. Wasn't, Fernando Torres wasn't a goal machine before F- we signed Fernan- him. He was a one and three. One Fernando and two and Morientes. Fernando Morientes was coming to the twilight of his career. No, he wasn't. Him. He wasn't. Was he, he, 20, he, he, played the, he played in the Champions League played final for and was the top scorer in his Morientes league. Morientes is probably the closest that we've had. In but so my point is though, during the time we're talking about, we must have signed a hundred players. Yeah. Robbie Keane, one of which is an established player. Three established players in yeah. a decade. Probably. So we don't sign established players. So anyone expecting us to go out and sign Tevez or sign Higuain? Well, we should be. No, we shouldn't be. Okay. No, we, be? no, we should be assigning. We wormhole, should be wormhole. Uh, <laughs> Kieran Palmer is asking a question that, that everybody is asking. That's my safe word, yeah. Uh, why the hell do we not have a new keeper? Why is there not a new goalkeeper in the club now, given what's happened in the last couple of months? That's because a very good question, Kieran asks. The lads were off. Well, our transfer. <laughs> we they, were the ho- they were checking out hotels for Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of our remit. Because <laughs> to be fair to our transfer committee, right? They have had this can't end well. Twenty-one <laughs> of the last twenty-four months off, so it's been a busy period for them. <laughs> okay, so I do. Uh, I do. Get, no, the reason we're not signing a goalkeeper is why we're not signing anyone right now, what? which is I imagine FSG. Uh, and I don't blame them, are a little bit unwilling to pump more money in what seems to be a bit of a dysfunctional transfer process. So I would say that they're looking at the outlay from the summer. I think there would be an acknowledgement that there are some promising signings that we've made, but I think where the difficulties happen or where the disasters have happened is where there seems to have been a lack of agreement within the committee or some sort of compromise. And I don't blame them for not willing to put another 20 million into that system. So I think anything we do in January, which I don't think we'll do anything, anything we'll do in January will be short-term, low-risk. So I think if if someone, and I know he's just gone to Leicester, but it wouldn't surprise me to see us sign someone like Mark Schwartz or someone like that as a goalkeeper to come in. I think there's a, I think there's a good chance that Ryan and we come back on loan. Casper Schmeichel. So I think I think the reason we're not signing a goalkeeper, we should be I think Phil summed it up nicely when we were talking before uh Christmas about it being negligent if we didn't have a goalkeeper signed, you know, kind of on the first of January. And lo and behold. But I think everyone you know, everyone can see that. So the reason it's not happening is because I think the club or, or the owners are a little unsure as to how we proceed with the football management structure is it, we have. Is it possibly and a sell-before-you-buy situation so they haven't shifted anybody yet and therefore can't bring anybody possibly, in? Possibly, but I, I think I anything think, we do is going to be short-term. Look, I, I, think, I think we'll only sign a keeper alone until the end of the season. Yeah. And we're probably leaving until... They could well be leaving until the last minute to see who's the best potential long goalkeeper signing they could Who make. Cesar? Oh, God. Cesar's now four choice at Benfica. Is he gone? Yeah. So um, you're probably looking at... 
I suppose everyone keeps saying check. Maybe we can for if Chelsea. Why, do, why if, would they? Why would, after letting Schwarzer go, they're not letting. No, their, no, no, no. And that's, that, I, mean, that, that, any, that, I agree with you. They'd have to buy a goalkeeper in January yeah. to be letting check. You'd be, go. you'd be looking at that's, what what top teams around Europe have two top keepers and one Barcelona that might let Christ. Yeah, that might be the, that might be that possibly. But then for Barcelona, they Barcelona can't, bring can't sign, in. can't bring players in. No. So are you looking at Madrid and maybe Kayla Navas? Maybe. You know, you know, you're sort of down to down to where we are. Well, I think the leaks today out of the club were, were that we wouldn't sign a goalkeeper. That it's unlikely. It was, it's madness, though. That, isn't it? Though? Just it said is after the game at the weekend, he expects you know possibly nothing. But this is why it's, this is why it's. Well, he actually said we need a goalkeeper. He in his press conference outdid the committee. I didn't said, see the press conference. We, I just need, saw the... we need to sign a goalkeeper. And today now the leaks are that. Oh, I don't think I'm perhaps being unfair but you know the, the stories are that we were very unlikely to sign a goalkeeper tonight's half ten news outbreak is that Liverpool have just signed a goalkeeper <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you mean outbeak outbeak if Mignolet is so bad now that Brad Jones took up before Jones got injured Brad Jones took over but Brad, the Brad's only fit so you know, oh well yeah, also, yeah crisis of her <laughs> no it's definitely a case of that transfer committee right there you know the end of the transfer window they're put into cryostasis right <laughs> 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 the, the thawing process is still happening they only start thawing them out on the first like you know or the third was it when the, the yeah. transfer window opened so they're not even fully thawing yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be 27th before they've got full mobility they've got two days to play championship manager yeah. to figure out how to if we don't sign anyone this month right we would have signed nine players in 24 months right and 30% of those players were from the same football club it's handy for scouting. No, that's really Go to a match. Nine players last summer. Yeah, we never sent anyone in January. We won't send anyone in this January. So that's a two-year period, right? That's, where we've signed that's nine a one players. Year two years. One year. If From we last January to this. January. No, no, no. But if we go to the summer, it means we won't send anyone up until the summer, right? Yeah. So it's a two-year period. Okay. Yeah. But would the <laughs> summer do you need to, do you need to so, talk so, about so, so, <laughs> just so we go to the start of the summer, <laughs> which is June. Like the edgy. <laughs> this is we go to June the <laughs> first, yeah? Yeah, this is on the first. So so June the we, so June the second January twenty thirteen weeks would go be from when Sunday we to Sunday seven players <laughs> that summer as well. June the second, January two thousand thirteen. What are you yeah. asking me here now? I'm saying June second right, we're going down a wormhole. No, just June the second June the second, twenty thirteen is the start of your twenty four month period if June the first, twenty fifteen. Is so what I'm saying it. is so summer, we signed 15 or 16 players in that so time. Summer 2000, I'm basically saying you're talking bollocks okay so summer <laughs> 2013 we signed players right yeah. summer 2014 we play we yeah. signed players what yeah. I'm saying from the end of the summer 2013 yeah. until the start of this summer it's not 24 we've only months. signed in one window so 21 months okay okay and that was my feet. <laughs> Do another one. This is from John and Phil again both guys are mentioning Skirtle's new contract um and how much we might love or hate <coughs> said move. Um, Steve-O, you've had a lot to say to Dave there. Uh, talk to me about... <laughs> Most of which will probably be cut so people won't know what we're talking about. But, um, talk to me about Scott's contract. Is it a good thing? Is it, was it listen, it's fine. It's I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. it it's, it's, it's a, it's, it, I'm I nothing it, yeah. basically, because, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't... Mm-hmm what's the point in letting it run down and if we are going to get rid of him in the summer having to sell him for fucking four million mm-hmm. you know he's 
not the worst def- like we've got Lovren there who's a worse defender than him this season so <laughs> you know what I mean and we paid 20 million quid for him so I'm just Scarlett's just- got that in the plus column <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically like I, I want a new contract why not? what do you want what do you want why not hello I have a kinder egg here how, how what do you want <laughs> <laughs> well how long was left on his contract I don't know 18, 18 months, months still so you get to the months. summer it's 12 months you're selling them for 5 million quid if he has a decent six months, and even if we want to shift him in the summer, having given him a new contract, you're probably putting an extra oh, five right. million. But he could sell him in June, in which case, uh, you know, that's only 14 months. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. This is but I, 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 but I, <laughs> I'm with Steve. I, I, I don't understand the people getting annoyed about the scope of contracting. It just makes no sense to let it run down. Why? Yeah. Him Why are we not giving this fella away for free? Yeah. Because we want to try and make some money off him. You can, sell, you can yeah. still sell him in the summer. The, the, yeah. They're not the yeah. fucking exactly. tires. Tie him. He's like a brick you tie around your ankle when you're jumping into a fucking canal. You don't have to do it. Yeah. I actually don't. Just sell him in the I summer. People, people want to make a, sacrifi- a sacrifice of Skirtle. They're like, yeah. just kill him. Yeah. Just yeah. put him on an altar yeah. and slip yeah. bleed him. The, the, thing, the thing about Skirtle is... Right. They want He's halal not... Skirtle. Skirtle will be brilliant next season. Yeah. And then, one-on-one so this, he's having a, a bad one at the moment well he had a good season in 2012 and we're still waiting for the next <laughs> season <so. laughs> no but uh, you know it's not so much if Skirtle is part of four centre backs right and he isn't being christened as the best centre back yeah, in the club that's fine that nobody's going to get annoyed with that mm. it's the fact that he's the immovable object in that defence if yeah. Skirtle's coming into that defence in the way that Colo Torre has this yeah. season nobody cares yeah. oh if you he know, had a better goalkeeper and a better midfield who knows like, yeah. do you know what I mean uh, he'll not still Skirt- struggle to, to still- any big physical forward he'll still struggle to, to deal but with it again it, but it, it's like if said, we revert we're, away we're, from the three this weekend and, and he plays against Benteke and he decides to mark him instead of Sacco which could happen because we're fucking nuts let's be honest yeah. um, we're in trouble Sacco's, one not, even, two Sacco's not even playing Lovren's back it's one yeah. of two Skirtle is one of two things right either Rogers is staying as in he's going to be the manager next year in which case Rogers likes him and we have to live with that so therefore it makes sense to give him a new contract mm-hmm. or we're not sure if Rogers is going to be there in which case we don't want to let it uh, you know potentially someone we could get some money for let the value run down in which case it makes yeah. sense to but give if, him a if, if you're potentially losing Carlo Torre in the summer let's just say yeah. about it right you've lost a centre back already Yeah. Mm. so if, if, if Skirtle then goes into summer you've lost two centre backs right mm-hmm. Lovren and Sacco are your only cent- recognised centre backs that are, that are there and right? Sacco might be off who knows? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is that, like, then, so you're saying that Lovren is nailed on, has replaced Skirtle, essentially, is. So, wh- who would you prefer to see in the team? I know it's like. The only fucking argument I've heard here is, well, he's not Lovren. What do you think, Phil? Do you think it's good? Well, he's not Lovren. And you, Steve, well, he's not Lovren. I think we're probably, you know, he's become an easy. You know, target Lovren has because he's been so poor the first half of the season. Yeah, with good reason. You can only, yeah, absolutely with good reason. Yeah. But, you know, in the same way we slated Markovic or whatever else, you can only hope as a fan that Lovren improves the second half of the season and gets back to I'm not talking about being you know an absolute world beater but gets back to, to a play, reasonable level he's going to play because mm. I don't see Emery Chan staying in that position for the second half I also half see of the Sacco season. picking up an injury if you go you know yeah. in the same way storage he picks you know. up injuries mm. yeah. so Lovren's going to play at some point yeah. Yeah. so you want him to come in and at least find form like, it, it's very harsh to criticise him again for the Sunderland game he comes on he hasn't played in uh, God knows how many games at that, at that point in time and he comes straight back in and he actually didn't do too bad and I know I probably get started to see him on the right you also don't want to give yourself too much to do in the summer either right because if Toure does go and let's say Lovren doesn't recover and you know there's a 
there's a come to Jesus moment where you're like, okay, this isn't going to work out. You don't have to go and buy three centre halves. Yeah. Like that's never going to happen. Yeah. So keep a skirt. Well, okay, he seems to be the the shit that won't flush. But like you know, <laughs> it makes sense to at least have him on the books with an. Well, and, and another thing in the skirt in his plus column is he's not the only shit we can't flush. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, may, maybe you just insist that the headband must be worn. Yeah, it makes because better skirtle is better with the headband than he is without the headband. He's got Terry Butchers. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So somebody has to keep punching him in the head and trying get that. Head I'd probably give Colo Torre another one year deal before I'd give Martin Skirtle a three year one. I will. I probably would. Yeah. Is it three years or just up to twenty twenty eighteen? No, it's another fourteen months on the eighteen months up to fourteen months. So that's a two year period. Technically, <laughs> he's actually in the second trimester of his contract. <laughs> okay, right. We better look forward to the matches to come. Now, look, we're not going to do the usual structure preview because, frankly, we can't be arsed. And this, this was supposed to be a review pod. I don't know if anybody uh, the review of the Chelsea, <laughs> the Chelsea game. Actually, oh, I was one of those tips as well. I kind of really wanted to do a review of the Chelsea game that we thought was on. <laughs> Three all draw wasn't a bad result. We did okay. We did, yeah. Yeah. Sh- shame about the death of Lovren, though. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Dejan. <laughs> it's going to be buried with his Kinder collection. <laughs> it's going to take the entire squad to carry the coffin. Skirtle's only plus is gone now. Skirtle's back to fighting for his future. They're going to basically wallpaper the coffin with the, the foil with the wrappers of the Kinder <laughs> To keep and all the toys laid out on the top. He is one big Kinder surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we arrived for his medical. That's why Zaf had to go. <laughs> he's just got a hammer and crack the egg yeah. and he popped out. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody actually went to turn the thing to get it open. Every opening bastard things. The arms won't stretch around. Get Zacco in. No. I can't get, I can't get any purchase. I'm not Fabergé egg me bollocks. Joy, big plastic egg. Uh, well, we're, 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 we're dead. What are we doing again? Dejan's I texted Phil yesterday saying, uh, listen, what's the story? I'm going to miss this Chelsea match tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, don't worry, you're as big an idiot as me and Trev because yeah. we both thought it was on as well. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're doing it on fucking Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's those months again. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Anyway, look, let's look forward to the games that are coming up. Uh, I suppose we should do that. Uh, which is the more significant match in your opinion? Um, you know, our League Cup win under Kenny it turned out to be quite an underwhelming thing. An awful lot of people, well, there's a lot of split about how important it was. We're in a semi-final. Um, some people say trophies are everything. Some people say the league is everything. Some people say the league, the top four, is gone. Which is the more significant match for you guys? Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Still. Well, look, yeah, the, the, because, because, because the Premiership has been relatively poor outside of the top two, and even the top two haven't been... You know, being glorious in a relentless march towards a title for for one of them, right? We there's still a chance, and as long as there's a chance, we have to prioritise yeah, the league. Okay. With a decent result, decent weekend results wise as well. Like where yeah. we won at Sunderland United last night, Spur, I think Spurs lost fixtures as well. again this weekend, isn't it? What yeah, we don't want to do is go to Sunderland, win, get you know, get back, sort of you know, feel that we're we're back in with a chance, and then go and fuck it up against Aston Villa. Yeah, the fact that it is though, he, I mean, he's on a hide into nothing either way. Right, because if we beat Villa and get and lose to Chelsea, people are going to criticise him. And if he loses to Villa and beats Chelsea, people are going to criticise. So it's it's the it's the run of fixtures that you know he can't unless we win them all. Mm. You know, people are going to be dejected. But because if you go to the cup, to be fair, it is a chance for trophy, and, and it kind of history has kind of been rewritten a little bit. Kenny 
you know, Kenny didn't get sacked because the the League Cup wasn't important. They sacked him because he wasn't the guy they wanted, and mm. they weren't going to let the fact that he won the League Cup. But do you bu- do you do you buy into this? You know, Liverpool that exists to win trophies, and does the does the League Cup does it? It has no. It hasn't got have any appeal. Of the significance. Yeah. But I think that, I think there's an argument, and, and to be fair, it's an argument that Mourinho has put forward, which is you know you win. You know, winning becomes a habit. So you win the first, oh, yeah, tro- the first trophy you can win, you win it. And then, yep. you know, and, and actually, it, it, it reminds me a little bit of the conversation that's been had slightly differently around uh, Lucas, which is, you know, experience. And these young players having an experience of winning is, uh, you know, it's a, it's an important thing, I think, for them to start having that, you know. So imagine that... Jean and Markovic and Marino and these guys, they win something in their first season. That's got to be a good thing. That gets him into that habit of winning. And mm. I think that's that's why the League Cup is important. But, you know, we've got to win at Villa first. That's that's the big thing. So you, you're, you're in the same boat as, as, as himself. It's, it's, I don't see, we, I, we still I don't really, have to prioritise I, I don't league. particularly want to rank him. I mean, I think we're going to put the same team up for both games. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, he's going to play the same 11. Because yeah. we know Rogers is going to do that. I suppose what I'm asking you is, do you do you agree? Do you think there's still an outside chance? Like you're 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 you keep asking this, Mr. Top top four. Yeah, no, I do keep asking for a reason. I do. It's a relevant I think question. Absolutely, a chance. Yeah, definitely. Four. Yeah, we're five I, points I, off. Here, here's why I don't think it, we'll get it. Because first of all, I we did you you, just, I said, you no. said no. Thank you. Okay. So the the second half, <laughs> <laughs> his short term yeah. memory's been affected, <laughs> and his short term memory's been affected. <laughs> <laughs> So do you think it's a chance? <laughs> yeah, I do. That's my short-term uh, memory's being affected. <laughs> Does anybody know if my short-term memory's being affected? <laughs> but it's Outbeak. <laughs> but uh, I don't think... We have to have a better second after the season than uh, three of, you know, Manchester United, Arsenal, West Tottenham Ham. and Southampton. Okay, and if we throw West Ham in, that's four out of those guys. And we already have to have a pretty perfect second half of the season. We're talking about winning maybe 13, 14, 14 games yeah. after the next. And I just don't see it happen. So I think I don't think we're going to. Trev, do you think we have a chance of getting <laughs> My short term memory is What do you feel? Like, I, I think we do, Trev. And I, and I absolutely uh, no, would. No, I, I don't think there's. I, and I'm I, an optimistic guy, but I just think we've given ourselves way too much to do. When it comes to football, I would yeah. be as well. But I, I, ju- I just think that it's quite plausible that we can have a second half of the season in the way Southampton did. United could truck along as they have been all season. I know there's the thing of Van Hal's teams, you know, get stronger in the second half of the season. So do Rogers sides. Yep. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, as do Wenger's. So then it's just a case of, right, can we, we need to beat all of those. If we beat United, we beat Spurs, we beat Arsenal second half of the season. All of a sudden we're within a point or two points of those but, but teams. Go, going, back to, but so, going back to the two games, that's, right? That's, that's minuscule. Like, given, that's given that's that the, nothing. Given that the Chelsea match is a two-legged affair, so it's not just a, you know, a, a one-match knockout, essentially. There has to be, there could be a level of tactical play involved in terms of how you approach the actual game itself. Do you need to win the first leg yeah. what do you need to do to keep it alive going We're into the second leg we ain't getting jack shit Stamford Bridge <laughs> mate <laughs> no but we do but in fairness our, our record in cup games in Stamford Bridge hasn't been too bad over, over the most recent history as well and you wouldn't know how Chelsea are going to approach the match because how mm. close is the Champions League when, for the second leg there's a good point I think like, I think Marino has Rogers beat all ends up though psychologically if you approach that game and you're not playing like I, don't, I hear what you're saying and saying it's going to be the same level you know Saturday and Tuesday in terms of what's there there is capability to, to shuffle it around a bit going into the actual Chelsea game you know you look at it, you look at the, the match against Villa 
the way things have been going, he's been playing with one really attacking wing back and one more defensive. So even though Moreno was <coughs> more attacking than Manquillo, let's say, right? Yeah. He's been sort of saying, right, I use the two because he didn't sort of rate the Sunderland team that was up against him. If you you could do the same against Villa, but you would look for more defensive stability going into the say the Chelsea match. I think the challenge with the <coughs> Chelsea match is it's likely that Alan, Gerard, Sturridge mm. are all going to be out. Right, and when you're talking about and Alana, sorry. So when you're talking about who could rotate in, you know, once you take those four players out, who's next then? Who's who's going to go into centre midfield mm. to replace Lucas without bringing Jan in yeah, there? Yeah. In which case, who plays in defence? But right? I, I think I think, I think that happens. I think I, I think there, there will be a bit of that. I think Chan will play in the centre midfield in the in the in the Chelsea match because because he played so well against Chelsea. In, do you remember in the home match yeah. In, yeah. in the actual league match? And he'll bring Lovren in, into the team and get ninety minutes for Lovren in, in that game. That's and, okay. Though. And if Johnson is Johnson is fit, which they're saying he almost is fit, yeah, Johnson he'll, might come in. he'll come back in for the Chelsea game as well and play. On well, Johnson might come left. in and replace. Guaranteed to take Hazard out of the game. game. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Sorry, no, in no way going to take Hazard out. But it looks like he just got a text to say someone in his family died. <laughs> He's sitting there going. Oh my god! Don't say it. Oh my god! The text says, "Don't forget you've got problems with the short term memory." <laughs> and it was to himself. He doesn't know who sent it though. It's the Irish version of memento. He's there going, "Who's me?" Here's a, here's a question for you: If you were offered nine points in the next three league matches, but to be beaten three nil, four nil in each of the cup games, would you take it right now? Yeah, I would. No, I think I definitely would. Because I don't think we're going to get top four, so I take the trophy. Um, Stop afraid. being so negative. You're always so negative. I, I think, I yeah. think you take those nine. I think you take nine from nine, and and absolutely three of those five teams have dropped points. In no, no, that. no. I know that's why it's a different opinion. But <laughs> I wouldn't. That's why you asked. Would I? I, I would, but no, it's not. Because it. <laughs> it's not because that's I believe. Point, I would, but it's not because I believe we're going to do um, um, any, a pull up any trees in the league. I think it's because. We need a bit of consistency in that competition, and to be honest, the other two comp competitions are far more important: the Europa and the FA Cup. Now, the only thing is, for me, like, if, if, so, so just you know, um, coming up to these two matches, I think if you lose the cup game against Chelsea, you can kind of say they're the best team in the country. It's a cup game; we've still got the second leg to go. But I think if we lose against Villa, or even well, even if, yeah, even if you draw against them, it's, it feels like you've pissed everything from the last couple of weeks up the wall. Like. Yeah. So that's why I'd, I'd take three points against Villa. If you win the next three league matches. Right, you only have to win ten to the end of the season to get the fourteen wins that we talked about. Hmm. Yeah, but it's ten out of fifteen. <coughs> but it's still, you're starting it's to you're, you're, you're starting yeah, you're starting to narrow what you had to do in comparison to what it was. Yeah, it's very hypothetical that we're going to win the three games. <coughs> but I'm just saying, for me personally, the League Cup. If we miss out on Champions League and win the League Cup at the end of the season. I in no way will feel good about that. It in no way will help us attract players in the season, and we'll get a million and a half quid for it rather than the hundred million quid. That and comes the reason from I do the chance. reason I do it just to elaborate this. I I part of me thinks that we're not going to make the top four anyway, and I think regardless of what we do next season, there cannot be a downside from these players winning a trophy in terms of their mentality. I understand that. Yeah. So so for me, longer term, I think uh, creating because a I, habit of winning because I don't think we're going to make top four. I think that creating yeah, create a habit of winning with these young players, creating that unit, making them experience that you know uh, feeling of winning and you know of beating good teams. I think that's that's more important for me right now than consistency in the league. But I do understand the argument that you know if that nine out of nine would put us on a nice platform, we would have won five and drawn one out of six in yep. the league so that's a that's a good run to go on so I totally understand that well irrespective yep. of three games and three wins and all the rest of it Paul I'm going to come to you on this in a second I don't know about the rest of you but I cannot countenance 
losing to Aston Villa. I just can't. Nah, so yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know what you think we look like for that match in particular. Uh, and we'll just, we, we've kind of touched on it already, but just get a quick idea from everybody what we think. So, Paul, would you get get, get, get us think, started? What I think yeah. we look like? Yeah. Um, I think the back three will stay the same. That'll be uh, Sacco, Skirtle and uh, Chan. Uh, midfield, I think he's just. He, I think he's going to go for Gerrard and Henderson. I think and put Mankio right wing back mm. and Moreno left wing back, and I think he'll shift Markovic forward with Sterling and Coutinho. So you think Lucas steps out this one? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, it, 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 Sterling's back, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think the. I think the only change was Sterling coming in for Barini. For Barini. Um, he might switch around the wing backs. Well, so Gerrard's not fit. Is he not? No. Jared's well, then Sterling comes back in, and then you're. I think he, he might bring Sterling in for Jared and leave Barini up front. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's going to be that massive changes. What? And then I think Markovic might switch over to the left wing back if he's going to bring Mankio in. Say, say he fears say a bottom of horse pace down the left hand side, then he might bring Mankio in because he's a more d- solid defensive option down that side. See, Phil, you say that, but on on, on the last <coughs> time of asking, when there was one simple change to be made. He ended up having to make three because of the personality he chose. To yeah, but I, I think there's there's different. I think he's poor in game. We've talked about him being poor in game, but I think when setting up the team, I think it won't actually be that many changes as opposed to who's injured, who's who's not injured. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think Sterling comes in, Brini for for Gerard, Brini probably stays where he is, and then you're looking at. Um, either does he switch Markovic over to one, swap him around and bring Mankio in, or does he leave the same two fullbacks? It depends on. Again, it goes back to how close Johnson is. Let's say to to to, to being fit if he if he's planning on using Johnson in the in the Chelsea game. Whether we like that or not, but you know what I mean. That's that's what I think he he's looking at. He could, you know, bring either Lover or Johnson into the the midfield, push Jan into mid, uh, sorry into defence, push Jan into midfield and play Henderson as one of the two. Wingbacks. Uh, no, as one of the attacking midfield players mm. um, behind Sterling. So you drop Barini, Henderson plays with Gerard yeah. played. He could do something like or that. Or even play Jan there. There's a lot of ways he'd switch it around, but I don't think he'd make major surgery in terms of personnel and positions given the injuries that we have as well. So Okay. Well, look, there's no point in um, um, beating that particular horse to death. So let's go and get a couple of predictions. And bear <coughs> in mind, we're talking about a team here who've lost to Leicester. Uh, drawn with Palace and Sunderland and lost to Swansea in their last four. Surely this is going to be a win. I'm putting words in your mouth, Paul. Can you no. replicated all of those results this season? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. pretty sure, actually. So it's oddly for me. Uh, so, Paul, prediction for the Villa game? Uh, one all. Because they always, they always just jack up their performance level when it comes to us. I yeah. think they're like, they have our number, basically. They just have a load of big running bastards that we don't like. The yeah. big, big and strong lads. And, like, they're a horrible team. Like, they're... Like terrible, but but they just we just don't like playing them, yeah. and we're not going to beat them. We're going to draw with them. Okay, one loss is Paul Stevo. Two one win. Two win for two one win for Liverpool. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. excellent, Dave. Yeah, I'm with Paul. I the thing that makes me a little bit nervous is apparently Lambert's on the brink, and whenever Lambert's on the brink, they tend to turn in a performance. And Ricky or new... Paul? <laughs> 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 no, Lambert's on the drink. <laughs> no, uh, so whenever Paul Lambert's on the brink, they turn in tend to turn in a good performance yeah. and he gets a new contract and then they crap again for like uh, four months so I'm a little nervous about them I think they've just it's just one of those sides that we just can't deal with you know can't deal with Benteke Vla always has like the game of his life when he's playing against us their midfield runs he's out though thank us. god nothing oh, that matters they're still going to draw and that was the same in Anfield as well yeah, well they, actually Vla was out and they played yeah. Nathan Baker and he had the game of his life so I'm a little nervous around it I, I, I got a funny feeling we're going to fall a bit flat and We'll draw 1-1. One, one. We'll draw 1-1. One, one. Phil? Assuming that he goes with the same 
more or less like for like in terms of the team that, that we did against Sunderland I think we win I okay. think we win, win 2-1 I think if Sterling had been in that team against Sunderland <coughs> we'd have we scored more goals, mm. not necessarily just him, but I think his his pace and his direct, you know, approach in terms of running at opponents. I think the thing, thing with Villa though is they run at you and they press, oh yeah they yeah, do press you, you do. and we struggle when a team does that to us. And and we have done this season. Yeah, we've absolutely. talked about it all season, right? If a team sits off on us, we look great mm. because mm. we can pass it all around. But again, going back to the, the, we're talking about the shape of the whole lot and with Gerard out of the team as well. I think we've got a much in terms of the way we press and the way we play is much faster without him. So so, yeah. so again if you bring Sterling back in even with Borini up top as we were talking because he moves around and, and allows for the other two to rotate around wherever they want no, <laughs> I know David but it's the same it's the same as the Lucas <coughs> I didn't get in, in, into the sale of Lucas right people are, are, are craving oh we can't afford to sell Lucas we can't afford to sell Lucas you can if you have a competence a, a better defensive midfielder who's naturally a defensive midfielder or, or that type of midfielder that sits in there Pure, and that's purely the facts around it it's, you don't build him up to something that he isn't yes he's had a, a good run of form but what all he's doing is simply doing what a good what a tactically aware midfielder will do mm. you know what well, I mean I, th- I think Lucas is the easiest person in our midfield to upgrade Mm. Yeah, Alex Strong will do that job for you all day long. I also more. think that anyone who, that anyone who played under Rafa Benitez, we should like have Alexander. we should have a policy that anyone who played under Benitez shouldn't play for us anymore. And I, I'm saying that not because I think they're bad players, but because they've been through so much shit at this club. Yeah. They must all have post traumatic stress syndrome. Well, hang on, where, how where, many games? What about Skrull? You wanted him to get you bed? He's not into Kinder Eggs. <laughs> and Lovrella's <laughs> only just died. Can we have a moment? Imagine, imagine Lovrella looking at Skirtle's head and just seeing Kinder Eggs. <laughs> just <laughs> seeing Kinder Eggs. That's <laughs> why. To be fair, just, I think all of us at one time or another have thought, I'd love to peel his head open and wonder what's inside. That's why he's turning off. He's just looking at Skirtle's head going, Oh imagine my <laughs> god, imagine the toy that's inside there. <laughs> imagine George Sefton before the match. Number three, Emre Chan. Number thirty seven, not Lovren. <laughs> <laughs> that's his new name. Uh, right, before uh, before we have our next pod they're going to have a replay of the game that was on last night which is the home <coughs> leg of the Carling Cup yeah. uh, semi-final. Yeah. So can I get a prediction for the, the replay? Of the first leg, the home leg. What do you think, Paul? <laughs> Result, Chelsea. One, one, all, one all again. One all again. Brilliant. Steve, how do you see that one going? 2-0 Chelsea. 2-0 Chelsea. <coughs> Dave? Oh, um... I, I find that I, I I have no idea honestly. I, I, I find no I idea. have no idea. I don't think like I, I can't like. <laughs> all right, I I fought at Paul all night, so I'll say one one again. Like okay, brilliant. <laughs> and Phil, two one win. Two one win for Liverpool. Yep. Brilliant, lovely. Okay, first one is from Stephen. Uh, Stephen wonders how come Tarzan is always clean shaven. He hangs around with hairy animals. He wouldn't have the tools to shave. Why is Tarzan clean shaven? Because he has alopecia, you fucking incensor of bars. That's a wig he wears. So. <laughs> a lovely answer there from. <laughs> Paul Tarzan Brennan. <laughs> Obviously a family round. Obviously, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very close. To his, <laughs> his uncle Tarzan there. Uh, okay, here's one from Nick. This is a, a, one of those horrific, horrific choices. Would you rather always have a blister on both feet or every time you use a zip, it breaks? 
Every time a zipper breaks, it's a ridiculous question. Why? Just buy a button jacket. <laughs> <laughs> button jeans, just don't no, buy them with a fucking zip. Cheat. You're not allowed to cheat. You're not allowed to cheat. I'm just not going around you with two fucking blisters on my feet. How would you do a button suitcase? Very easy. Button suitcase. That's actually a good shape. But... Uh, right, next one uh, is from Sean. Sean wonders if you had three months to live and you had five million quid, what do you do? Three months to live, five million quid. I buy Dejan Lovren's Kinder and break every single one of them. <laughs> before, before Ian Eric can give him a new contract, I'd buy out the rest of Scarlet's and tell him to fuck off. <laughs> You're going to play for Paul FC. <laughs> same party. Yes, same party. Yes, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Steve, are you shouting that now? Yes. Uh, probably, if a serious answer, probably bring my friends and family away on fucking nice holidays and just enjoy. Oh, it fucking idiots! It's, it's all serious. It's all serious now, isn't it? Yeah. Coke and strippers. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> do you guys shout? No. Five million. You go to space. You go to space. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. to space. He fucking lives in space. <laughs> as it is. <laughs> Get to, go into space Try and find a wormhole Cryogenically free, frozen With the transfer committee <laughs> <laughs> have to come with me Actually Cryogenically freeze them Send them to space And float them off into the <laughs> Actually I'd, I'd use my five million To do that to Phil as well. <laughs> If we all come together yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, want, you want to go to space To be cryogenically frozen Not like on Earth I'm sure it's a more difficult process yeah. space. You have to open the window When you're up there You will end up cryogenically frozen <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, another one here. This is uh, this is from uh, Hot Misunderstood 2015. He asks, in honor of ex Liverpool legend Roy Hodgson. <laughs> Did he get so many characters into his name? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's that, it, it, we could turn this into a new discussion. Anyway, uh, <laughs> how Paul will be DMing you later on. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a world eleven to play for a draw. Your keeper has to be the best keeper out there in Go, order to stop. Right, yeah. So Manuel, yeah. Manuel Neuer. Who's your say. back for? Robert Hoot, Mark Wilson. To play for a draw. Ryan Shaw. You'd want to knock. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> so, <laughs> a world eleven. <laughs> I see where you're going with it, but I'm pretty sure they're going to concede some goals. Len Whelan. <laughs> How do I know so many Stoke players? <laughs> it's scary. And, and, and who's who's up front in a in a in a team that you want to draw? That's why you don't want them to score. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. so Ricky fucking Lambert anyway. <laughs> and Mario Balotelli as it turns out. I don't really as a front three. Just just get the yeah. We're going to play it. the front three up front of Liverpool. At the moment, you could play Barini up front, and the other time, other team would not even need a defence. <laughs> not score any Barini, goals. Lambert, and Balotelli up top. Yeah. <laughs> Clean out for no goals there, no problem. Uh, last one then, team of the year. David Luiz is in team of the year. Talk to me about that. But, but like the team of the year is rubbish. Yeah, because if you if you put up if you, if you put constructed an actual football team and your, your midfield then is all just attacking midfielders, the team that's constructed properly will win. Yeah. The team, the team, the team that's built for a draw on accident. They'll nick it on a set piece. The team that's built for a draw in the dressing rooms. No, they've won that fucking match. Hodgson comes in. Who are you all fucking playing? 
pick that team. It's it's like a countdown, you know, like a, yeah. oh Carol, I'll have Messi, Ronaldo, and any other old shite. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Two from the top and any the rest. <laughs> but they never even turned up Tiago Silva and David Luiz, so that will tell you they were even shocked. Yeah. <laughs> they never even went to the. They're going what? What? <laughs> Where are the team here? Who's the goalkeeper? You're waiting for Ashton Kutcher to jump out and tell him they've been pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, some admin. We'll start with a weekly shout for our kind host, Astro Park. Book your pitch time at astropark.ie. Um, your day trippers tonight were Paul Brennan, Dave Thomas, Steve O'Daly, Phil Casey, and myself, Trev Downey. <laughs> yeah, I was in uh, Waterford Hospital on, uh, on Monday, and uh, they had a vomiting bag, and everywhere there was like these big yellow posters that was said, Outbreak, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, they spelled outbreak wrong. <laughs> oh, it said outbeak. <laughs> it's like it's not a new department. It's like like you know, you've got an absolute arsehole. Outbeak. <laughs> what floor is the outbeak? <laughs> it's a lot of advertising. You don't even know what schnoz on me. A lot of advertising. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> no, no real panic. It's only an outbeak. <laughs> It's not a full blown. Really, outbreak. I don't see what it's the fuss is about. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's, it's a level below an outbreak. It's an outbreak. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the other funny thing was because uh, you know people were there and they were, everyone just kept going. Well, I spelled that wrong. Rather than it should say outbreak. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Something serious happened. <laughs> oh, look at the twats. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> get that paper out away. I could be sick. They <laughs> contract <laughs> an outbeat. That outbeat. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I think I'm going to announce it. It's probably best to go on your own. I don't want to give it to everybody else. I don't want to You're in the hospital. You yeah, saw it's yeah. going you around. It. <laughs> Everyone has got the outbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, imagine just come down there that morning with a pelican thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've contracted an outbeat. <laughs> you remember the signs, Logan? Yeah. You remember them? I believe it's happened to me. <laughs> Why always? People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.